Hello everyone, welcome to One More Prime, the Transformers Watch Along. I am Mike Schwartz, who apologizes in advance if we are disturbed by any four-legged creatures. I'm joined by my kids, Emmett and Elsa. Hello. Hello. Who are pretty excited to have their first family dog. Her name is Penny, and we got her yesterday. Oh boy. Tonight is our last show before the holidays, and what better way to spend it than with Julian Lytle. Julian, welcome Hello. to the show. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for coming. For those who don't know, Julian is the creator of the webcomics Ants, co-creator of Power Girl Mob, currently on Webtoon, and the writer of a very cool short story in last year's Legends of the Swamp Thing Halloween Spectacular. Uh, Julian also has his Ignorant Bliss podcast and is the co-host of Culture Trappin', bringing that show up again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Julian's also a prolific film critic. So, Julian, wh- where do we find your reviews right now? Uh, most of them are all on adobe.com is a internet radio station uh, that focuses on mostly alternative rock, punk, pop punk and stuff like that. But my reviews are mostly there. You can see a lot of my older reviews from previous sites are on my ignorant bliss podcast website. So ignorant dash bliss.com. So if you want to see stuff I was writing between 2011 and I guess 2017 or so, 2018 maybe. I don't know. It's, it's there, and there's some old audio reviews up in the in the podcast feed as well, which I might start doing again audio ones. But we'll see if I don't get tired. That's what's yeah. podcasting being tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean you you are uh, you're, you're pumping out the uh, the reviews quite a bit. So like what talk about like kind of film criticism for a bit. So like how how do you approach reviewing a movie? Like like do you get to choose which ones you see and write about? Kind of and then but like I guess you say now that it's like Oscar bait award season. Oh yeah. I'm kind of just seeing everything and right now um some of my other like my editor, she doesn't have time. She's also my friend, but um, she has she's the focus on other things dealing with like the site. So mm-hmm. I've been like uh, LeBron James again on the film criticism side, and just like, <laughs> all right, let me find out when these movies actually come out, and then write v- reviews to get them out so they're out when people actually see them. Because there's some movies that I saw like a month ago that doesn't come out till like two weeks from now. So, oh, okay yeah because sometimes on facebook like like you're just dropping stuff like five in a row it's like oh man <laughs> and i forget i'm so bad at the social when it comes to sharing my my reviews like i'll forget and just be like bloop 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 here you go like yeah yeah like they've been up or whatever it's just like i forget like face who, who cares about the facebooks like <laughs> oh, I, I know i know are you seeing him in the theater yes like like now i see both okay. of them in the theater yeah when did you start going back for that? I started going back to the theater for movies when my beloved F9 came out. So they had a they had oh, a pre screening for that, and I was like, "Of course, I'm going to the theaters to see the family. I know. see them in their cars, saving the world, <sighs> eighth of a mile at a time." But yeah, that's when they with started jets. having it in person jets. Oh, uh, they they go to space. It's amazing. It's the most oh, beautiful man. Okay. movie. 
All right, I apologize. I have not seen it yet. I I've been okay. I I was That's thinking right. about seeing it in the theater. I haven't we haven't been to a movie, man. Uh I want to say Rise of Skywalker. Yes, that was the last one. I think that's that was like what 2019, one. right? Yeah. yeah. Right at the end. That's like billions of people share your say. <laughs> this that's, no. that's not that's not that odd that you haven't been to the theater because like a couple months after that, pandemic. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and and plus, oh. you know, honestly, with with all the streaming stuff and the HBO stuff, it's like I'm I'm good. Um, you know, even with with the Matrix coming out, it's like I'm 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 fine seeing it in my in my you house. Watch it in the house. You can watch yeah. it in the house. I'm not yeah. one of those people to say you have to see it. It's like, no, F nine that you can get the it's it's not on Paramount. I'm just not on Peacock yet, but eventually, and then you can get the DVD or Blu-ray. Rent it from Amazon, all those type of things. I, the format wars and where you're supposed to see something, I don't, I, I couldn't care less, but I'm seeing things for free. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to go to the theater because that's where they want me to see it. And there's not a lot of people in it at Watch this it on time. Watch a Laserdisc. <laughs> you know, I oh, wish yeah. I could. There's a, there's a couple <laughs> Laserdiscs I want badly. The Akira one. Well, if Ooh. I get rich, I'm hunting the later this player down, and I'm hunting that down and the original Star Wars trilogy because it got the old cuts. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> we we had in middle school we had a laser disc, you, you know, like the uh like the uh the the TV strapped down to the to the cart that they wheeled in to watch a a science video or something yeah. like that. It's like they had a we we always watch it on VHS, but. I like got close to it. it's like that's a laser disc. It's like why do you have a laser disc? So so they're, they're, it's probably in like middle school uh, storage locker somewhere. We're trying to be hip. Yeah right yeah yeah they thought yeah it's like the, their school budget. It's like we're gonna use these things. We're gonna buy this thing called a laser disc, and this will get us through at least twenty years of informational uh, videos. <laughs> yeah mm. no you. I mean, you only know about Laserdisc from the regular show, yeah, the format wars. But yeah, with 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 F nine, I was. It just kind of passed me by, and it's like I wanted to watch five through eight first, just just to get the the refresher, the the superhero era. Mm. Yeah, and I, I wanted to just you know have some 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 alone time, just so you know spend some some quality time with the family, and. uh I, I just I just haven't found it yet, and, and also those movies are hard to. I mean, I yeah, I, I guess I could buy them off of Apple, but they're hard to find streaming. Like like five and six are on Peacock, and then like seven and eight maybe are on HBO Max if they pop up. Uh, it, it's weird. Like that's a weird franchise that you can never quite find them all in one place. I think eventually they'll be all on Peacock since they're owned by since it's owned by Universal, and that's Universal's thing. So eventually. Yeah. They'll get their stuff together, they'll get their rights, and they'll have a nice big tab. The Fast and Furious tab. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like at the top of Disney watch. Plus. Like, yeah. Disney Plus has Marvel. He's like, oh, okay. Well, I know where all the Marvel stuff is. Yeah. Not all of it. Yeah. But yeah. Spider Man's coming. <laughs> You're right. Spider Man's yeah. coming. Yeah, they're going to be all crossed over soon anyway. And they're all going to be owned by Disney. So, eh. And then Disney, is, they, don't, they have a lot of money. They don't have buying a cable company money. Right. Like. <laughs> Apple, though, yeah. Apple could buy both of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, what, billionaires what, what, use your money. 
we haven't watched it, but we what did we see? They they just had like the Simpsons crossing mm-hmm. over Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those yeah. little shorts. I refuse to watch that. Man, that we goes watched... against everything the Simpsons is. I know. We, we... watched the Star Wars ones like one percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit rough. They should call this the zombie Simpsons era. Because now it's yeah. not just dead. It's like undead. Like when I saw it had like a Balenciaga fashion show short, I was like, oh, oh, this is it. If you watch <laughs> the Simpsons in the beginning. Yeah. And then like look at what they were saying and then look at them now. It's like, oh, no, y'all are dead. This is it. These aren't even the real Simpsons anymore. That was that was another pandemic watch. Like when Disney Plus dropped, we were I, I, curating through, you know, seasons two through six, you know, just like, mm-hmm. OK, kids, we'll watch Flaming Mo. We'll watch uh, can- uh, Krusty Gets Canceled, uh, you know, all the Treehouse oh. of Horror. And, and man, those stuff, those episodes still hold up so well. And then we were like, all right, everybody, let's let's veer into season 32. And I, I just can't. I don't I Be hate my sports. What the heck? Yeah, it's all like <laughs> esports and flat screen TVs. And like I, I they, they all have smartphones. I can't see The Simpsons with smartphones. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that lets you know how long I've actually watched. The last time I, I actively watched The Simpsons. Was when the movie came out and that was like in 2007. That's about me too. Yeah, I, I, I went, I went to see the movie. I enjoyed it, and I was still kind of like, the TiVo, not the TiVo, but the D, the DVR was building up. You know, I had like twenty episodes, and I would kind of, that's when the kids were really young. So I was like, all right, they're napping. I'll try one out. It's like, oh boy, and then I just cut it free, let it go. It's like, it go. I'm, 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 I'm good. Like trying to read Garfield now. There's a period where you like Garfield was great, and there's a part where everybody's like, I don't know why Garfield's still here. Like, that's what the Simpsons are now. Like, has it turned into boomer comics? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, what boomer comics are trying to uh please the new generation because <laughs> old comics either go down the boomer route or. Like, hey, new stuff, it's hip. That kind of route. I, I do find it funny that now for, for the kids, boomer just equals old. Yeah. And it's hard for me to reconcile <laughs> that with, like, my actual disdain for the actual generation of the boomers. <laughs> but yeah. it is funny the way language changes, and I like it. I have no problem with folks using it, kids using it, because it's dope. It is funny. When it's used effectively, I laugh. It's just part of me. It's it's like uh my want my my need for revenge overweighs my ability to accept, <laughs> <laughs> accept to accept the term from being that general. <laughs> but also boomer comics, I might start using that. For a lot of terms, people won't like. Like, oh man, what are they doing this event? Oh no, that's just boomer comics. Now nah, that's just you know, it, for people it, my age, it Who would cares? apply. Yeah, it could apply to a lot of things, especially with comics, bud. Yeah, like the yeah, yeah. that's a good one. The, fun, the funnies in the newspaper, which only old people read. No, those <gasps> are funny. Those are actually like when our grandpa had newspapers, like when he bought them at like CVS. I read those. They were. They were good. I like them. There's still some that are going on, but 
yeah, like that's another zombie thing, you know, the, the syndicated comics, like they're just going forever. And then, but then they start to go crazy. Like, ha- have you been reading? I, I there's a, a Twitter that posts, um, it's called like actual Heathcliff comics. Yo, those things are absurd. <laughs> they're, but they're insane. Genius. I, they, genius. They, yeah, they're just, <laughs> they're just completely surreal. I have to show you kids, but they're, I can't even describe him, but yeah, Heathcliff, the guy, is it his son? I believe it's the son of the I, original creator that's doing it now. I don't know. All I know, I saw it. It's, it's, it's working on a narrative that, you know, Heathcliff, but it's like, no one's reading this. So I'm just going to do whatever I want with Heathcliff. And it's just like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. The same with the whole Nancy thing, like a couple years ago, we like, yeah, with the like whatever is lit when they're using the, the word the term lit kind of wrong, but like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no one's reading Nancy, so they just doing whatever. It's just like, wow, like, oh, it's not completely dead yet, like, like, oh yeah, it's funny as a meme. It's like they're making meme comics. It's that's a deeper conversation on like comics and memes well, and memes comics and how that works within the narrative. I mean, like newspaper strips. I mean that that's that's kind of well. I mean, some had longer narratives and stuff like that, but like kind of the current purpose now, because no one's reading them in a newspaper, they're reading them on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And yeah, they have more of like, like, like a quick hit where they're, you you don't have to really know the strip. You don't really have to, like with Heathcliff, like who knows what's going on, but you look at it and it grabs your attention. It's like, why is he, why is it ham week? Why is he wearing a helmet that says ham? Why, why, why is there a trash ape? Why is he launching ham out of a cannon? Like the, yeah. these things don't make sense. Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have to. Show. <laughs> you show. After this you interview, show. we're gonna. I'm gonna sit you down and say we are gonna read some Heathcliff comics, and then your brains will <laughs> they'll, they'll boil out of your ears, and then it's bedtime. <laughs> so speaking of comics, the outbursts of Everett True. Oh yeah. That is an old comic from the 1920s. Have you heard of that before, Julian? No, the outburst of it's it's called Everett the outburst of Everett True. And I heard about this a long time ago, uh, like I don't know some some old comic magazine I picked up somewhere. But they have a book that you can get on Amazon, and I got it last summer. But it is very much like they're they're only like one or two panels, so almost kind of like far side format. Oh, the far side's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But but Everett True is this really kind of rotund, bald guy, kind of like the Kingpin. And as and he just um he he punishes people on their poor social norms. So he's walking on the street and you know, someone uh like smacks a dog, and then his revenge is he just smacks the guy into the into the sidewalk. Or what? Or, or there's, and then like I was reading this book, I read it all, I read it all in one sitting, because again, like like Heathcliff, like it just got surreal, and I I couldn't stop. But there, but because then you start to see parallels where he walks into a movie theater and notices that the movie's nothing like the novel, and he beats up the guy at, at, in the ticket box, the ticket office, <laughs> the box office. What Dang. silent films were made of the books? Like, what silent films back then were made of like? books well like wizard of oz well yeah like wizard of oz they, they actually were adapting stuff back then but yeah or um 
like some guy wasn't wearing like his 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 hat was a little too fancy and then he would just take his hat and throw it in a puddle or one of them was even like like a guy on the street like hey sonny i'm gonna cut your ear off and, and then like the next panel you see the guy who made the threat walking away with a hand over his ear yeah ever true cut his ear off because he was threatening a kid what? To do the same. Yeah. Like, hey, Sonny, I'm gonna cut you off. Next panel, just walking away with. Yeah, it's he, just insane. He's he's this 1920s kind of Punisher vigilante, but but he but he's. When I got the book, I had I, it's like there's got to be an introduction. You know, like, like I have to know like who were the creators and like what was their intent. Like, were were they? Were they angry at like modern society and were they using, did they create this guy to, you know, kind of get their stuff out with that? And it's, it's kind of that. And it's also like he was deliberately drawn to wear older fashion. So the beat of that too, is that he, he's naturally out of touch. So he's kind of defending this bygone era at the same time. He's also pointing out people's, uh, faux pas of society it's crazy that sounds like an amazing artifact of the past it is very much no one's like try to do that again like you just go yeah. around like messing people up <laughs> yeah 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 or, or like or you know and and also like it's the historical context like he he'll walk into a um like a war bond rally for world war one and this guy's giving this impassioned speech, and then Everett True gets up and beats him up. He's like, "If you care about the war so much, you go on the front lines with our boys dying." You know, it's 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 stuff like that. It's so crazy. I I asked Zach Crucey, "Is like, do you know of this? Because if anybody would know it, he would." He's mm-hmm. like, "I do not." And then he was looking through it, <laughs> like he he messaged me. He's like, "I do not." Hang on. He's like, "My God." <laughs> <laughs> So if he writes another thesis, you know, I, you I'll, take a, I'll take a little credit on that. That sounds, but, yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think you can still pick it up on Amazon, and it's a pretty good sized book. I don't think it's all of the strips, but it's you know at least 150 of them or something. And that it's, might be it's, enough it's to understand what's going on. Like at least get the tone of the comic strip. Yeah, well, like I think it survived in one way or another for like. 25 years or something you know it's just one of those that just kept going and and it's also effective too like looking at it from a comic creator standpoint like they they get so much done in two panels and then sometimes like i said it's only one like there's a word balloon of the offender and then you look down and then you know, it's just this this fist blur, you know, just, or, or so, sometimes like Everett True picks him up and it's just this circle blur of him just getting beat up in, in ways you, they can't even show or like a dust cloud or something. But like, it's so efficient for storytelling. Like, it's not even sequential storytelling. It's just one panel. Boom. Justice. <laughs> justice is wrought. We've been talking about Everett True for so long. I know, I, yeah. <laughs> Come for the Transformers, uh, stay for the Everett True Talk. But yeah, anyone listening, go to Amazon and pick up that book or, or any other fine stores. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. 
Forget in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you won't be able to put it down. It's crazy. I might buy that. I might get that. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Yeah. But getting back to, like, film critique and stuff, it's like, uh, you know, it, it seems a lot. And, you know, you're, you, you're on Rotten Tomatoes, no? Like, you, yep. you have. Okay, cool. Yeah. Tomato, to, tomato certified. That, that's what critic. they call it. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, like, for a while, that used to be like a good guidepost for seeing something and and kind of lately it seems that sort of fandom and kind of picking sides is kind of maybe kind of clouding the overall critique of work do you do you agree or is it just something i'm seeing (laughs) i okay i think there's a lot of factors going on here so there was always a, a a thing with film criticism where people would say film critics are out of touch and that was always a a wrong assertion for people because the difference between the average viewer and a film critic is that a film critic generally sees way more movies per year than the average consumer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say like you and your family, how many times would you actually go to the movie theater in a year? Once, twice. No, I, I mean, maximum, at like, I'll go, like, in the summer, maybe once a week, but but that's that's actually being generous. So maybe, like, every other week. Okay. So say 20 to 25 a year. Okay. Like, and seeing know- it as a family, going to yeah. the show, yeah. And then there's some people who might only see... And I would say at that point, you guys are probably on the higher end. There's a lot of people I've talked to who might only go to the movie theaters in a year like three to four times. Yeah. Let's say the average film critic, like this year, because I don't even watch as many movies as a lot of other film critics because there's just some stuff I don't care about. I'm already at 63 films for the year. So the average me to basically one film a week. Yeah. Right? It's 52 weeks in a year. I'm getting to a point where you could possibly almost say I might be seeing almost two films a week mm-hmm. when, all, when all is said and done. Um, but there's certain things that I do think that has changed over, let's say, the last 15 years of like the internet, social media, online influencers, YouTubers, and the mainstreaming of things that was quote unquote geek into now just being like um, just regular things. Like there's people who say, oh, the dorkiest thing I like is MCU movies. It's like, that's not dorky. That's McDonald's at this point. Like every movie, yeah. like before pandemic, every movie was making a billion dollars. That means like you like cheeseburgers, like the MCU, like the MCU isn't something that's just, Dorky. No, it's something that everybody likes at this point. It's it was the standard that blockbusters were measured against. Yeah. And 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 I would say that within criticism, there are people who are very who got in who are very who seek out the fandom audience. And who also some people who were fans themselves that got into it 
that might not necessarily care about the art of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Even if they like movies and they like the going to the theaters and seeing a film, I don't know on the artistic level if they care about the nature of actually telling a story and the processes and the themes and the tropes and the techniques of making a film as much as like, yo, you just like movies. And so you see like certain things where there's like internal debates in the quote unquote film Twitter about movies. And then that spills out into Rotten Tomatoes. And then you also see things where like movies in which a bunch of critics will say, this is bad. And it gets like a 40%. It's a rotten. And then the movie comes out and then the audience score is like 88%. Yeah. And it's like, why is there this divide? And some of the divide is, and I've had these conversations, some of the critics just don't get it. And it is even critics who, are, who sit on their high horse. And let's, let's take Eternals. Eternals is a good example, right? There's a lot of critics who did not like Eternals. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, they had no idea what Eternals was. They also have they also have no want or care to do the bare minimum of research to familiarize familiarize themselves with the characters that the movie's about. And then they also will say things like, "We want Marvel movies to be different." And then you have Eternals, where it actually is kind of different. Mm -hmm. Yet it's still a Marvel movie. And then they penalize it. They almost penalize it for the things that you ask for. So you get this, this rotten score. And then the audience score is like, oh, it's all right. It's like 78. Like, right. It's like, it's fine. Like, it's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not great. But it's not terrible. It's, it's, it's middle. It's a, it's, a, it's a Wendy's burger. So it's better than McDonald's. <laughs> but it's not like Five Guys or Shake Shack or in and out or fat burger. It's in the middle. Like, yeah. I'm hungry. It has cheese on it. Tastes good. You know? Right. But, but yeah. But, and then the Eternals thing kind of took a life out of its own because then, like, people started, they the initial score came out and then people started, like, rooting against it. Like, yeah, how low can we get it? Can we get it below? Thor the Dark World or something. It's like, you're, you're not even talking about the movie. Like, even maybe something you were excited for now you're it's it's not even about that it's now it's about how low can we get it or and, and now you're turned against it something that you haven't even seen that's something that's not even released that's another problem too because especially for the audience and the online dialogue they're talking about the way certain number of critics who got to see a movie because there's critics who see things earlier the other critics so sometimes let's say say uh, like Eternals, right? There was an earlier set who got to see the movie. Let's say in like L.A. and maybe even New York, like mm -hmm. two weeks, two to almost three weeks before the film came out, and then there's like another set of critics who got to see it. Let's say two weeks before it came out. Then there's the critics who only saw it a week before it came out, and then there's the critics who only see it a couple of days before it came out. So at a right. certain point. It also leads it to a trend of if there's certain critics, like critics can influence other critics. So the earliest critics, sure, if they yeah. say it's bad, 
And there's other critics who are going to see it and they respect that person's opinion enough as a peer. They're going to go in with that and they're like, oh, I see what they're talking about. Yeah, this doesn't work. This, and then their score is bad. And then it continues and it, it makes a it like a crescendo and to a point where you do get film Twitter and people online like, ooh, rooting against see if it can go down low. But then there's other people also online who's like, the critics are trying to take this movie. Ah, and then we're <laughs> gonna go write things, and then they gotta like pump things up, and it's just like, uh, I don't know what this beast is about, and it's like, um, the score like isn't they, actually like a they good could, barometer. Yeah, it's like they they can movie. they can have that fight pro and con without ever seeing the movie. I think yes, yes, completely. It, it gets a uh, it. Like I'm looking at the score right now. It's 47% for the for the critics and 78% for the audience. So yeah. at some point, to me, there were critics who was bandwagoning. It was bandwagoning to say it's bad. Because I there was I had discussion with critics after I saw the movie. And I, it was like, well, this is bad. It's like, why is it bad? Because it didn't do what like like they didn't say what they are. It's like, no, nah, that's a 10-minute part of the movie where they actually Explain to me where they came from, what they supposed to do. Were, were you not paying attention? Or like, it's, it's someone is like, oh, you just didn't like the way they did it. And that doesn't actually make it bad. Because it's like, I have my own issues with Marvel. But right. I try not to let my biases, now that I've actually seen the movies again, I'm not going to let my biases take over. Like, is he, like, if they did a good job, they did a good job. If they did a they did an okay job. They did an okay job. And if mm-hmm. they do a really great job, then maybe I'll give them the credit that they did a really great job. I have yet to see that, but um, yeah. they could do a good job. They could do a good job. I haven't seen a really great job. Right. But, well, like, like when you were talking about how they were, they were wanting something different and then they, kind of, they did something different. I, I haven't seen Eternals yet, but uh, I... It'll be I, on the app soon work. enough. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I got to work in some thermos designs, so I got to see some uh, art. But it's like, okay, yeah. But, uh, like, two movies that stuck out with with me a few years ago was uh, Tomorrowland and uh, oh Wrinkle, the, the Wrinkle in Time movie, which I, I both kind of watched without really looking at the critic stuff uh, beforehand. And I love them both. Like, I, I love Tomorrowland. And Wrinkle in Time was, it was obtuse, but in a, in a cool way. Like, I, I liked how I didn't quite understand it, because I, I think that kind of suited the movie. And, like, visually, it was really cool. So, like, I enjoyed these kind of very unique attempts at sci-fi and fantasy. And then I read the reviews, and they're so negative. And, and they're, the main criticism is that, you know, we're past optimistic sci-fi. Um, stop trying to have a positive outlook or <laughs> um, it, it it should have been dystopian or, you know, it, I didn't get that. Like this, these movies are presenting something and you're docking them because they're not what it, you wanted. It's not yeah. what you wanted. And, and if it's presenting optimistic sci-fi, like, I don't understand why you you would say, well, you know, society's beyond that. So that's why C plus. 
Yeah, which it it shows is there is a cultural bias too because uh, not to go on the full tangent, but there's a reason why like I've fallen in the last ten years into like Japanese tokusatsu because of then it's more hopeful. Oh, and our then our stuff because even when you look at historically, let's take a there was a recent meme that's showing of like somebody was working on this robot with like a human face and it was waking up and it was looking at his hand. Oh he, yeah. So like he the looks American, at the camera and, he, yeah, and, he goes, and he's <gasps> like, yeah, like what is like, and you know, <laughs> then the, I would say the Western perspective uh, is always, oh my God, the robots are going to take over. The robots are going to kill us all. Yeah. And, but then like, but, but like I grew up with like Mega Man. And right. then you find out about Astro Boy. And then yeah. you see Doraemon. And then you see all these other things from like Japan. It's just like, no, robots are gonna be our friends, and then we can send them to each other to help each other out. And they so, don't inherently bad, but people kinda do bad things to them. And we have to make sure we treat them treat them like they're living beings, like you're supposed to treat each other. But humans right. don't do a good job at doing that either. So, but it's a, it's a sentiment that I think may be tied to the Puritanism that a lot of the people that came over to this country originally came over with and being afraid of technology and other things. But it's an interesting dynamic of people wanting a dystopian, they can only see the future is bad and going to be terrible versus like, you know, hey, Star right. Trek, we got it all together. Like, yeah, yeah, face. yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here comes my tangent. Uh, I, I had, I had to praise Sean Pryor when we had him on last week and I will do the same to you, but it's because of you and Sean talking about, uh, Super Sentai and Kamen Rider that, that we've had the Schwartz family tradition for about seven years now. Every Friday night we watch, we, we go through, we pick a season of either Common Rider or Super Sentai, and we do it every Friday night. And uh, it has fundamentally uh, changed our outlook of uh, sci-fi and, sh- and entertainment. And just uh, seeing that, that uh, the Japanese culture and how op- optimi- optimism does not have to be outdated and corny. Optimism? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm working on that transition. Don't blow it. I, I was going to say, like, when you we were talking about robots, like, Zenkaiser, the kinkanoids come over, and, like, Japan's like, oh, cool. They're part of Oh, yeah. Right. You're here. You're here now. Yeah. I wonder, since it says, like, it affects the whole world, I wonder what's happening in America. I know. Ah! I need to say that. Yeah, yeah, you flash. Yeah, yeah, like, when, when, uh, the parallel world uh, comes into our earth. Yeah, Japan just like, all right, yeah, we'll yeah. get we'll get along. Yeah, Japan of course. Is used to this. Yeah, like <laughs> little. Just like, like we've had robots here before. We've had our we've had our cities destroyed. It's by tentacle right. monsters. You, you yeah. Build it in a day, we're we're good. We're good. Um. So you of course. Welcome. Yeah. So of course the little robot children can join the human. they all go go to school together (laughs) yeah they have jobs like like my favorite my favorite part of that show is like when they're they bust through an office building and there's just like robots and humans behind a computer they're like in a in a in a meeting (laughs) they're just like whoa but uh 
yeah um yeah we we've we've had you know man we've well, we're watching Zenkaiser now and we started we st- we started with Go Kaiser but yeah we we finished yeah we Q Ranger was oh so good gosh, that we we just favorite. hopped to the next series Q Ranger mm. my absolute favorite and nothing can beat it yeah those space rangers are great yeah yeah and and also like with um you know that led to me reading more manga and you know we got the jump app and and stuff like 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 my hero academia like the kids read that and it's like i don't see why they would really want to read uh you know some american comics american comics yeah well part of me is like you're welcome, and I'm I, sorry. I, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's fine because, like, I, I'm reading this, and it's like, you know, man, like they're. It, it's funny too because, like, the the main the main thing with with my hero, like having a regulated superhero system, you know, like, and even a school and an academy to train. And, and we had civil war. It's like half the heroes were like, I'm never doing that. And here it's like, no, we, we have to like these, these people have quirks and we need to organize it and, and catalog everybody. And we, we, of course we need to train them, you know, in case something happens. And so that they'll know how to use their powers. It's very orderly. And it's like that, that works for us. <laughs> yeah. It mm-hmm. all started with that one glowing baby. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know, I've I, still never read the beginning. I've still never read the beginning because when it first came out, um, they only gave it. They only in the, when it was still a digital magazine. They only did the first three chapters, and then uh, the next week they were like, "Now that you know the basics, we're gonna put you on the same schedule as Japan." And then it was in a full blown tournament arc. It was in the middle oh, of some yeah. cool tournament, and I was like. All right, then this is what I'm into. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know the beginning, but this is where I am. Yeah, but it is a different. It it changes your outlook on because superhero comics here can sometimes get you down. And now I'm I'm not an anti continuity person. I'm a big continuity person, but oh, some yeah. of the dialogue around it. Somehow the, the, the stories in which they're telling, I know that these stories are are marketed and being told to people that are old. They're boomer comics. They're not. <laughs> they're not for young people. And I don't even mean just for kids. Like I, if I was twenty, I don't think I would get into any of these characters. So even if you were a younger adult, it's just like this. I this isn't made for you specifically, especially if I was even like a teenager. Like. It's not like when I was reading comics as a teenager, where like you know, X Generation X was Gen thirteen. They was about teenagers. They was popping. oh yeah. Um, but yeah, you go over the you go over the Shonen Jump, and they know that the magazine is marketed to ten to fourteen year olds, and those stories hit, and it, it, the level of optimism and caring about like I don't know when I read an American superhero comic, like I know a superhero supposed to save people. But for the most part, they're just fighting the villain and protecting their life from yeah. this new threat against their life. Whereas when you read My Hero Academia, first goal is, okay, you're the trainee kids. Make sure you evacuate all the civilians. We're gonna, we as the heroes are going to make sure the villain will not attack the civilians 
Then after we know everyone is safe, we'll deal with stopping the villain yes. and then locking them up. And then, and then we'll have a press conference after it talking about, okay, this is what we did right. This is kind of where we messed up. This oh, is how we make yeah, sure we won't do... Yeah. I was like... Was, and this like, is the cost of the damages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. And then a lot of people are talking to other people. Like, when the big wigs and the heroes got to go talk to the, the principal of the school, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we got to do it. I was, like, I was like, that is... And it's like that when you, when you watch Super Sentai, like, yo, the main goal is, yo, we got to... We gotta protect the smiles of the people. I'm like the smiles of the, the people. Smiles, say the that. happiness, yes. like yeah. the happiness of the people. Like, wow, the that's <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's like, man, I gotta like. You don't hear that. You don't hear that every day. <laughs> like, like that's something. That's that's some heroism. And so, Wait, well, here's where I take it into Transformers. Like, would we watch season one? The Autobots are all about the humans. Oh yeah, they. They they make it very explicit. It's like we, the Decepticons, they're they're trying to take all the energy, but we land on this planet. We're guests here, and there's all these humans, and they're going to need our help because the Decepticons aren't going to care about them at all. <laughs> Same with Transformers animated. That's like, yeah, we're mm. watching that too. We're, that, we're watching though. it. We're okay. watching that right now, and uh, yeah, we just started season two. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like I I like them. Uh, protecting people mm-hmm. and having having empathy larger than just fighting the villains and and not destroying the city. It, there, there, there's a Transformers. There's a in season one. Uh, what was it after the Ultimate Doom? The three episodes and the first scene of the next episode. The Autobots are cleaning up. They're propping up bridges. Uh, Ironhide's filling potholes in the road. That's <laughs> it's like, like and, when, like when they break the city, they're just like, oh. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that episode gets off course, but it's like, I wanted to see an episode of just that. I want them, you know, fixing roads and, you know, putting traffic lights back up. Like, and Hey, check me out. And then holds too many bricks. Ooh, uh. Yeah. Uh, you good? <laughs> yeah. But this, uh, Fixing all the broken windows and all that stuff, but yeah, yeah, they, they, that was yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember stuff like that from when I actually watched the first season. Like, yeah, like let, we need to take this away. <laughs> like, let's go out to this random rock quarry that we always end up in front of and fight. Like, like we gotta get him away from the city. Like, we can't, we can't have him yeah. Well, uh, also an, another another theme that. uh is sometimes unfortunate in some of the episodes is that they always end up at an oil refinery. And I, I, th- I think that's just because maybe the animators ran out of time for backgrounds. Cause the, the Insecticon episode, it starts off in, in the rivers of Bali and the Insecticons are hanging out. And it was really cool because they were, they were, they landed before the rest of the Decepticons. So they're a bit more kind of animalistic. They're more savage. And that seemed kind of cool, like if they would kind of play on their own turf. But then in Act 2, they're at an oil refinery because Megatron's trying to steal all the all the energy again. It's like, man. Yeah, the insect cans become a bit earthy. Yeah, mm. yeah. And and yeah, also like true. the insect the insecticons, they're like uh they're like a plague. They come in and they uh they take all the all the locals' grain and everything Organic like that. Energy. Well, that's why it's yeah. Yeah. 
a plague of insecticons. They were yeah. always a cool idea that I don't always wish they would have did more with. Like they're bugs, but they're robots. And they like right. to be bugs more than I like to be robots. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, Yeah, oh, but the, the first act of that episode delivers. And and then, you know, that that was maybe one of the the ones we like the least of that season. But I, I'm interested to see what what they do with them going forward if they actually try to continue with that. But uh you know what they remember- didn't continue? Their toys. That's why they got remade. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Their voice, their voice pattern's a little annoying. Like the one, uh, what is it, Shrapnel? Yes, Echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Man, oh wait, the Ultimate Doom was that? Yes, the, the episode where like. Where Sparkplug gets like taken over, is that the one? Yes. Episodes. And they have oh. um that evil, the evil, um, the evil Doctor, scientist. Yo, Doctor, I'm so Doctor Doctor Archiville. We played. A... We did a Star Wars minute and added his first name, Phineas. Yeah, the kids wrote. <laughs> the, yeah, the kids wrote the backstory because that that episode starts where just him and Megatron are already hanging out. It's like, how did this happen? This is this. Yeah, this. That's how we wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they they yeah they wrote like this meet cute where they met at an escalator, but yeah, it's like all of a sudden Megatron has this kind of Doctor Wily wearing a metal helmet friend. <laughs> yeah, and I always thought like, like it was a waste. Like they messed up with the movies because they didn't, they didn't use that plot. Like the Ultimate Doom was always dope. Like I almost thought like when they did the franchise, is you just the first movie is more than meets the eye. And then the second movie is the ultimate doom. Cause then it'd be like, it's a it's a crazy thing. It was like, oh no, Spark Club got turned to the bad guy. Now the Decepticons got bad human bad guys. And yeah. then if you want to split onto this Hasbro universe, you can even say that this doctor might know Dr. Mindbender or all them. You could get add in little links to Cobra and everything else. That's I what like, I thought. Old Snake. Old Snake in season three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was that 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 went crazy. That made my brain go crazy as a kid. Because you, by that time, you know that the Transformers is in the future. And he was like, oh, snap. Yeah. And Old Snake's got Cobra that, like, Commander uh, is old. He's got, like, that, that fur coat <laughs> and, like, yeah. that hat. The Carmen Sandiego hat. <laughs> yeah. I always loved it. I always loved that. But, yeah, the, that, that Ultimate Doom is the one thing that's like, why did y'all not? Like, Spark Plug turns bad. And then and then his son is like, Max no. his son around. He's like, yeah. no, not my dad. And it's just like, oh, I was like, I was like that's oh. That's a movie Sp- plot. My favorite <laughs> wrench. Yeah, yeah. It took it took a uh, spark plug picking up his favorite wrench to kind of remind him and kind of break his his mind spell. But well, but he in said the- it like before, like my like he's his favorite wrench. My favorite wrench. Ah! Yeah. But in the meantime, he's smacking around Spike. He's he, he he has him at gunpoint, and Spike is just crying for three episodes. Yeah, that those were really good. And actually, like the plot is kind of what they did in um the third. Uh, Dark of the Moon, where they're trying to bring yeah. Cybertron to Earth, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, but but it's, oh, but in the bad. animated, they bring Cybertron there in the first episode. <laughs> it's like we we got two more, and uh, yeah, those are those are really good. Those are really good. So being that we're talking about Transformers, um, and we'll we'll wrap up now. But uh, uh, you know, Julian, I mean, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, oh, no problem. Yeah, we have Glad some. You we have, me. We have, 
Yeah, we, we have some uh, random questions to ask you. Don't worry, there are no wrong answers. Your answers will not be used against you. And this is not a lightning round, so take your time. Uh, did you see Transformers the movie in the theater? No, I did okay. not. I saw it at home. And I'm glad yeah. I didn't have to deal with that pain in the theater. <laughs> I think I saw it when they broke it up into, what, like three yeah, episodes? Yeah, the five episodes. TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like five episodes, and it's yeah. like, oh my god! I think I saw it. I saw it as a movie, but then when you, and I'm extending the question, but when they break it up into five episodes, they added more footage because Ultra Magnus died differently in the TV oh. edit. Then he dies in the movie edit, and that used to trip me out because I was like, then I watched it on tape and be like, it's different. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like Gremlins 2. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The 80s had so many. Yeah. Like Gremlins 2 or Clue. It's like they always. Wait. This or isn't or what Superman 2. The, in, the, in the TV version, the, the, the Kryptonians don't die because he picks them up and they get, to, they get thrown to jail with Lex Luthor. But oh, in the really? movie version, they just, they just fall into the, the oh, other the darkness of the, of, of, yeah, of the forces of solitude. And you're like, yeah. hey, Superman killed them? And then you watch the TV version, it's like, oh no, they go to jail too. <laughs> they go to jail. <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, which if if Sean Sean had very uh, um, elaborate answers to all of these, but if you don't, that's okay. But which G one intro is your favorite? If you remember the the three different intros per season. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, G one is like all the original cartoons. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah, they it's the original the, series. It's the second season one, where yeah. like it comes in, comes again. There's the grid, and they're running, and the little song is a little bit longer. That joint hard. Like the first one is good, and then you get the movie one, which is crazy because it's like a whole rock ballad. And the third oh, yeah. one, and you know, they it's the new, it's the new blood. It's like all right, and then there's like the weird. Um, Thing where you had actual Optus Prime sitting there and the kid was sitting on his lap and he was telling you stories and that's how you saw that last episode of the Transformers and you're like, why? Well, how did they get a real life Optimus Prime? But that second season, when you start seeing like um, uh, Vector, not Vector Sigma, but um, Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme in the intro. Yeah. Oh my God. Again, another mistake the movies made. Ain't no Omega Supreme in it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Omega Supreme. Sorry, <laughs> Omega Supreme. Oh, oh he's a, he had a he was like a whole rocket station. He comes together. He's giant. It's like Metroplex was cool, but he was never Omega Supreme cool. Right. Oh, Just man. as a cooler name. Too. He could never have teleporting parts. Exactly. Exactly. And the little train. Hello, I am a rocket. Hello, I am a full robot now. No tank required. Yeah, and they yeah, he was a like a a, a tank train too. The little train th- tracks become wings on his back, and just I, and his face turn yeah. around. He could shoot out of his tank like yeah. crazy, crazy. Yep, yep, crazy. Um, do you have um an earliest or fondest Transformers memory? My fondest memory was getting um the original Megatron for Christmas, and that he was a real gun. Oh. And that gets into the whole nature of America, how much we love guns. But it's metal. Yeah. yeah. It looked like a real gun. It was Megatron. <laughs> He's the lead bad guy. 
And you know, you know, the people's like, I got Optimus Prime. This is, bro, I had Megatron and I had Starscream. It was lit. Like, yeah. yo, you going around like, poop, 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 because then you acting <laughs> like you in the show, because in the show, somehow Megatron was shrink down to fit in the hand of like Starscream or Soundwave. And you like, what? Oh, but yeah. then he would grow big somehow and be back into a robot. You just, you, you could never reconcile that. So you like that. It's like, yo, like now, if I had all the powers, I would want my friend to be like a good version of Megatron that could turn into a gun. And then I would walk <laughs> around with Megatron and be like, Megatron, things are getting really hairy. Um, I need you to come out of my holster and we got to really wreck shop now. He'd be like, all right. Puny, he was like, all his cool, raspy voice. He'd be like, yeah, Megatron's the homie. Like, yeah. like the, one, like, uh, the one Transformers comic, like, it, he's found washed up and then like a human gangster finds him. Oh, in the Marvel comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah we, we've been reading the old Marvel comics. So there's a standalone episode where, yeah, like Megatron gets defeated by Shockwave, right? After they throw down. Yeah, Shockwave. And, yeah. And then, yeah, like Megatron's still in gun mode and he kind of has amnesia and he just kind of washes ashore and this like two bit gangster finds him. And then it's like this, this uh, like man. Nice. Rise to power. Yeah, it's like this man in his oh, gun that, that he kind of rises through <laughs> through the underworld. It's crazy. He's the most powerful gun in the world. Yeah, he's, so yeah, that's yeah. And then like at the end, Megatron wakes up and he's like, who, to heck with you. who do you think you are, you know, holding me around, taking over? Like, I don't care about any of this. And yeah, it doesn't end well for the guy. But yeah, it's and who's and who says that the humans are bad? That was amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> And I really would say, this isn't an original G1 era, but in, in the manga robot, not the manga, but the anime robot in the sky show that came on like in like 2001 to 2000, maybe two or three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Megatron that was a five changer. Yep. And his final form was a hand. Yeah. <laughs> I had to buy him while I was in college because he turns into a hand and I would put his hand form, I would put on a stick and I was just like, Wave it around. It's like, I'm going to smack y'all with Megatron if you don't get out of my room. In Japan, his name was Gigatron because yeah. in Japan, it's all one continuity. So yeah, it's all one thing. Yeah, some other bot. But then they just, when they recolored him and released him as Galvatron, they just bullcrapped a bunch of other modes. <laughs> like, Yo. it's an elephant. It's another Yo, dragon. It had- so many, so many random things. I was like, okay, but oh, the hand that's the most useful one. <laughs> it's a hand, get out of my room. Yeah. The hand commands car, jet, Those are... dragon, robot, bat, hydrofoil. Oh, hand, yeah. yes. That was those. That's my, I guess I'll say, yes. that's my two greatest transforming memories. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is Optimus Prime's favorite drink? In what? your opinion, you think? Wait, does, is this a, does he ha, does he actually drink? This is in your opinion. Oh man, see, in my head was orange juice. He seems like an orange juice guy. <laughs> I knew it with like no pulp though, because I would get stuck in him in all the stuff. Like, but I could see him drinking orange juice. Like, I was like for a second, it's like, well, he's kind of like John Wayne, so. I was like, nah, Optimus doesn't like beer. Beer tastes horrible, but orange juice has vitamin C in it. <laughs> that could be useful, you know. Um, when you don't have Energon around, 
get get your source. Of they got the energy. Good source of energy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he also seems like he probably eats English muffins with butter with the with the orange juice. Why are you just why are you describing me? Yeah, yeah. Except I I I actually like cranberry juice better than orange juice oh, and cranberry. I yeah. like mine cranberry with pulp. Good, but but yeah. cranberry juice. What was Sean's mm. answer? Iced tea? Sweet. Is iced tea. Sweet. sweet tea, sweet tea. See, I think I think he can't handle that much sugar. <laughs> a good sweet tea is like super, super sweet. So I, would dis- I would disagree with Sean. Ah! That. I would disagree with the- So you know he seems like a he's gonna have breakfast, you know, because he's the leader. You know, he gotta have breakfast. But he doesn't <laughs> seem like a hot liquid guy. He's not a coffee or tea guy. To me, it's, it's orange juice, English muffin with butter, no jelly or jam or nothing. Something to get started. Then he talks to like Will Jack and Ratchet and everybody about like, you know, what we fit to do. Um Huffer, <laughs> Huffer might be there, you know. Cliff Jumper, he always talking about shooting Megatron in the head before everything oh, yeah. started. He got to calm him down. <laughs> and, you know, Bumblebee, he's there, but him and Hound got to go pick up Spike. You know, they got to, you know, they have yes. friends. But Bum- Bumblebee has the apple juice. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah he's oh, he's got the kid yeah. drink. G, G1 one, but, you know, yeah. 3D robots in the skies, well, he's actually the leader. You know, he might have some coffee because he seems like a, that seems like an older Bumblebee, so he got he to gotta be <laughs> he a leader, tired. so he got to drink coffee. Yeah, yeah, you know, he got he got to deal with the little cop robot that, you know, she's still <laughs> learning. And then he got to deal with the Grimlock. And he's funny. And then he got to deal with That's the red point. car. And, you know, a lot of things is happening. He got to drink coffee. So, but. Yeah, just um. put laxatives and cliff jumpers, whatever. Because <laughs> he's, he's got to stay off the battlefield for his own good. Yeah. He always would have killed somebody. Yeah. I was, when I rewatched those, I was like, he always would have shoot somebody with the sniper rifle. Like. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Behold, my sniper bazooka. Yeah, it's a bazooka. It's a sniper bazooka. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> like he yeah. was bout it, bout it. Like, good lord. I was like, why? Why is Cliff Jumper not in these three D with these real, real life movies? Because he would clearly be like, let's go, let's go kill some Decepticon. Well, he, but na- but now now he's he's like the uh, the punching bag because in the Bumblebee movie he gets cut in half on spoilers. Uh, oh, oh, not, not spoilers. No, he got I cut in half. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole uni- movie. He's he on- dies to Unicron in the comics. He dies to Starscream in Prime, and he dies to what? Shatter in Bumblebee. Yeah, but in the Bumblebee in movie, the they're on what like Saturn? They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, on Saturn's moon. Yeah, the two bad Decepticons are like have, hold them hostage on Saturn, and no, then when they're done with them, they just they just cut them down like like Kill Bill style, right down the, from the top to the bottom. They they kill too many robots in the in the live action movie. Yeah, for my taste, they, they kill really... too many. Like it, then, it has no stakes anymore. Yeah, they die too easy. Like just killing machines. And then in in Transformers Prime, Cliff Jumper, Cliff Jumper is uh, voiced by The Rock for one episode, and uh, he gets yeah, that's why in he the dies. first episode. Yeah, he gets killed by Starscream <laughs> and becomes a zombie. Yeah, yeah. There are some flashbacks with him in it. Yeah, I don't think The Rock showed up for that. This is when the Rock, like right before he became, started popping off. Dwayne Johnson, and like you could get him for one episode on the cartoon. <laughs> All right, next question: Who has the cooler gun, Optimus or Megatron? I think I might know your answer. Um, it's unfair because Megatron turns into a gun. I know, like Megatron. So he's well, ultimately okay. like, like his arm cannon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, his arm cannon is lit, but it's like Optimus still had a really dope gun, but. 
Megatron jumps over it because then he turns into the gun and his arm cannon becomes a sight when he's shooting people. So like he got double guns, he cheating. So it, I gotta go with Megatron. <laughs> he a gun. Okay. He is a. He literally is a gun. I don't care yeah. about that tank version. No, he is. A, <laughs> he's, a, he's a gat. He blasts off. <laughs> <laughs> And the way he kills Ironhide in a movie. Oh, oh man. God. Oh, man. So disrespectful. It's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. A few more questions. Julian, if you were a Transformer, what would your alt mode be? That's the hardest question you ask. <laughs> I have to be like, see, I got to be a five changer. I got to turn into a hand. I got to turn into a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I turn into a spaceship. I can't just turn it away. thing. What what's better than five is six. Six, yeah. Oh, six right. shot, except, yeah. except you can't turn into a hand. See the hand, see the the hand you can grab people up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's like your it's like your thing in uh in the Adams yeah, family. You're right, right, yeah. robot. So you do it all other types not, of stuff. It's amazing. It's terrifying. It's not a force choke, it's a forceful choke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So yeah, like it's yeah, it's it's the Megatron I talked about earlier where he turns into turns into a hand is one of his that's, like there's a lot of things like oh I could be a spaceship I could be a plane I could be bro he turns into a spaceship turns into a hand he turns into like a dragon he turns into a car he turns into 5011 things and he turns into a hand he turns into a hand you can like what Devin say is shut up smack smack you my smack <laughs> like I'm gonna smack you it's the greatest one of the best transformations I've ever thought of. Starscream just has a dented cheek. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Starscream always has like like a perfect uh uh, uh imprint of Megatron's hand. He can he can pluck people like he's a giant hand. He can like pluck the little smaller robots away. Like in the humans, like get out of here, boom, like woo, 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 woo. like it's right. Here. You just go with Mar like with marbles, but with humans. Boom. Oh yeah, just hit. <laughs> He'd go, bo- go bowling with Cybertronians <laughs> as the pins. Giant hand is beautiful. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's my answer. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. I'd be a hovercraft. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always wanting like people to answer like, a, like an RV or like a boat. You don't get too many boats. But a boat could be cool. But also, yeah. they're like, the first time I saw Astro Chain, I was like, oh, he's the, one of the most useful Transformers ever. He's a freaking, he's a space shuttle, and he's a train? Like, what? What? Like, they can all get inside either version, and he can take them where they need to go? Oh, my God. I was like, when I saw the toy, it's like, that's not big enough. He fits all the Decepticons inside. Like, no, no, no. He needs to be ginormous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's what they did with Cyberverse. Oh, I I watched the, oh, this is another plug, Transformers of Basics. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I watched it on Astro Train. Um, yeah, in Cyberverse they made him giant, which really fits. Yeah, Blitzwing like was never as cool as um Astro Train. Yeah. What about Octane? No one Wait, what did he turn into? I, I I have him on the shelf. He was he's a um a jet and a oil tanker. Oil tanker. See, they didn't use him in the cartoon like that. Yeah, Blitzwing always was in episodes once he came out. And Astro Train was literally like, yo, we got to get out of here. We losing. So he's like, he's turned <laughs> into a train or a space shuttle and they be all get out. So it's like him, yeah, and Six Shot, when he came out, he would, they used him heavily. But this Octane, yo, guy, you guys are going to see the episodes. I don't not remember ever seeing Octane. I don't know. I don't was, remember was, him. Was he in the show? 
We'll, we'll okay, find out. We'll is, find he out. Is, he is, he is. Okay, we'll find out. I All right. Um, what are you watching, reading, listening, and playing to now? Like, oh my god, that's a. I I, I, I know. You ask a film critic. What are they watching? Yeah, I probably uh, ask. Okay. I watched. I'm watching every movie that comes out between November and Jan- November 2021. At January 2022, that's what I'm. Or maybe watching. maybe a quick maybe like a recommendation of each. Um, Licorice Pizza is a great film. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, Encanto is amazing. Okay. Um, the Matrix is good. Ah, ah, okay, um, okay. You sound like Jeff Goldblum. Ah, ah, yes, the Matrix. Part- Cartoon. Ooh, what, what cartoons have I watched lately? Young Justice is amazing. We, but I, it's not completely kid friendly. The new season completely isn't that kid friendly. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I was wondering if like the because I I well, I only watched the first season. It's one of those like I'll get back to it. But like yeah, it's still going on HBO Max, right? They've had two seasons. Yeah, this is the the newest one. Is season four. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to. Baby Bears Adventure. We Baby Bears. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's on my calendar. That's, I still need to watch the final movie because I'm set. Like, too many of my Cartoon Network shows, they end in, like, Steven Gone, regular show. Oh, I think about regular show once a week. We, uh, we just finished watching all of regular show. Oh, my God. It's, it's, oh, snap. The Pops thing. No spoilers. The, the power. The power. When you get the keyboard. <laughs> uh, 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 like sending to the moon, bunch of baby I missed ducks that show. to the moon. Oh. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. You know, Adventure Time. Even though it had extra little things on HBO Max, I'm like, y'all missed that show. And now, like, we bear bears. Like, I feel like I just got to know y'all. Y'all over. Dang, Infinity Samurai Train. Jack. Great. Oh, oh Infinity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, with Samurai oh. Jack, there was like a long break, so it's just like. It it was gone for so long, and then it was able to come back. Like ah, that feels good to have an ending. But like some of these, just like like Gumball ended, but they bring a Gumball back, so it's just not yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, not yes. over. Over the the official movie is coming out. Yeah. yeah. So oh man, oh, if, I'm so excited. if you get oh, these kids talking Jellystone. about Gumball, then Jellystone that show. Oh is yeah, I remember you were talking about that. Is that at HBO Max? Yes, it is. It is absurd. It is absurd. Yogi Bear is a doctor. So is Sydney Bear, and, and Boo Boo's a nurse, and, and Huckleberry <laughs> Hound is the mayor, and, and has Top Cat in it, and um, what's the purple gorilla? Uh, Magilla Gorilla Magilla runs gorilla. a bonsai buddy. He, he runs a uh, a, a bow tie store, and Jabberjaw is is the main worker in there, and it it's just a lot of stuff happens in that show, and oh, it's wow. hilarious. It is okay. hilarious. It's by some of the people who made Gumball, so. Oh, so, okay, okay. So it has that same level of like, it's out there. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right. Like okay. Everybody who then, didn't have a separate show, like there's no Flintstones and there's no Scooby Doo, but it's like everybody else that was Hanna Barbera. Yeah, that's not action based. Somehow in this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final question, Julian. What are you looking forward to in 2022? Oh, that's another hard question. Kendrick Lamar's out next album. And okay. um, whatever the DC movies and the Batman, all basically all the DC movies because I want to see what they're going to do. So, but yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to Aquaman two 
Oh no, it's Aquaman was so good. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. Oh, oh, Metal Slug Tactics on the Nintendo Switch. Because it's a tactics game, but it's Metal Slug. So it's gonna be funny. And it's it's gonna be great. There's so many things. New Ninja Turtle video game coming out. Ooh. Okay. I'm looking forward to Splatoon 3. Yeah, they they're waiting for the Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3. I don't even play Splatoon. That little trailer looked lit. Like so it's like like we have number two and like once we saw that direct, we're just like Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pokemon Pokemon Legends Arceus too. Like it's Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, that's the open world Pokemon. That look lit. I just wanna watch people. There's a lot of good things to look forward to, you know. Um Yeah, man. Maybe some new Street Fighter gonna come out. I don't know. I hope that's some dreams (laughs) right there. That's a dream, like Street Fighter Six. Star Fox would be Is there a Star Fox? No, no, no. that would be nice if if they announced some Star Fox. If there's a Metroid, then there's hope. Yeah, I guess so. That, yeah, true. that one's doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo hasn't really released any Star Fox stuff very long after Star Fox Zero on the Wii U, which that, wasn't a high success. That's the last one. Oh man, that's the last one. I, I'm still stuck in it. Uh, Star Fox sixty four. That was really good. We yeah. should just take that out and dust it and just. Play we it better later. stop, or I'm going to start doing the voices of uh, Star Wolf. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie. You do that, Fox. Oh Super yeah, Mario Brothers yep, movie comes out yep. next year. Yeah. Even with Chris I, Pratt as the voice, I'm I, still with it. I'm looking forward to see what they're gonna do with it. Super Mario. Yep. Here's hoping. Super All right. Mario Jurassic Park. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah. Um, he bringing Yoshi in the Dino Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> he <rides down> <laughs> <laughs> Take it to easy, Yoshi. <laughs> or it's a, a blue Yoshi. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Julian, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. No <laughs> we problem. can keep going, but uh, man, uh, successions in a half an hour. So kids, you gotta go. Oh, yeah. So uh, all right. Well, thank you for joining us, Julian. Uh, thank you for having me on again. And uh, everybody it. else, all, all the listeners, uh, enjoy your holiday season. And uh, we'll start. Uh, We'll start on season two, so we'll have some new episodes ready to go in 2022. That's what I'm looking forward to, new episodes of One More Prime. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to One More Prime. See you. Bye. Bye.